Welcome to the Grindage Verdict Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Dammy Grinder, and today we have a guest that changed my perspective on the internet. Not only that, but he pushed me from being just a bystander letting time go by into someone who actively pursues assisting those in need in this grim world of the internet. His name is Ron, and he runs a channel on YouTube called Surviving Life, which I highly recommend taking a look at because he aims to raise awareness and show you how tough and disturbing the world can be, emphasizing both the clear net and the deep web. Ron, welcome to the Grinders Verdict Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. What's going on, man? It's a pleasure to be here, Grinder. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, what can I say? It's it's a crazy world out there, and uh, especially when some very dark individuals start leeching onto the the deep web. I feel it's these things need pointed out because until I realized they were there, I never knew about them, and I always considered myself fairly queued up on what goes on online and once you start peering into the darkness it is a lot worse than you can possibly imagine so yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate it i really appreciate it yeah because i use the internet for well a good amount of years now and i've always been kind of like on the off side of things like i use the web i know what's going on well i know so, what goes on to a certain extent but then I never knew how much shit goes on with this fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's, what? It's, it's insane. And, it, you know, we all have ideas in our head of what the topics that I cover are like general people. But it's when you start seeing the subsections of these communities and you start hearing the things they talk about and the things that they're requesting and that they fantasize about. And it's, it's dark, man. I mean, it is real It is real dark, some of the stuff that you see uh, on the deep web. And I just want to make it clear from the get-go that um, I've been doing this almost five years now and never have I been exposed to any of the content that I'm trying to eradicate from the web. Uh, it's very easy to go on to the deep web and make sure none of the images load and things like that. So I protect myself from that. So I just want to make that clear at the start because it's always a common question. You know, how do you deal with seeing all this stuff? Well, I don't see it. That's because it's, why would you want to see it? You know what I mean? So yeah, just, right. just to clear that up from the start. But once you start peering in and once you start looking at the communities and the forums and how they interact with each other and just how, you know, a fishing community or a bushcraft community all have their little subsections of people these communities also have their subsections. And it's just when you start passively learning their culture and the things that they say and how they interact, it becomes easier to spot them for sure. But it's, it, it plays with your mind, man. It plays with your mind. Uh, I agree. And I, I also noticed that your channel, and as you said, has been around for like five, five years. Five years, man. Uh, what, what exactly made you start your channel back then? Oh, prep it. Prepping. It was all about prepping for me back then. Uh, was hooked on a channel called Funky Prepper, a UK guy who, um, to be honest with you, the, the, the prepping is something that back then I was into for years before YouTube. And then when it went super mainstream and people were showcasing it and then the community started growing uh, on, on YouTube, I thought, you know, I really want to be part of that. 
So I started doing my outdoor camping and my prepping videos and all that kind of stuff. And it was the first time where I joined uh, a subcategory of anywhere on the internet and there was no negative energy. It was all just positive, positive, positive. Um, so it was unique in that sense. And I was hooked. You know, it wasn't about the views. It was about the community and meeting people and interacting and all the rest of it. Um, but that's what started me was was the prep and, and the bushcraft community. And, uh, you know, it's it's still something that I'm into this day. I'm still prepping. I'm still camping. I'm still doing all that. It's, uh, yeah, still a part of my life. When did you have the idea to make the deep web, the deep web videos? Yeah. And what exactly made you start the deep web videos? Okay, so about four and a half years ago, uh, the first big wave of deep web videos really hit YouTube in a massive way. There were some big channels and I just got interested. And as a parent, when the pink meth scandal started blowing up and people started learning about the revenge porn and the blackmail um, hackers and all this kind of stuff, that was when I was like, Jesus, like, like I'm a big, I need to, I need to see if this is true for myself kind of guy. Um, and that's what sort of drew me to it was the, no it can't be this bad it can't be this bad that's what i thought in my head (laughs) i never believed any of the creepypastas like this whole i logged on to a website and then came home and there was like a note left for me on my computer from a guy from the deep web i mean they're great stories they're great myths but come on come on so I, i i never bought into any of that and um yeah I mean, that's what got me onto it was the the, vid- the people making the videos and the worries that this was actually a reality and wanting to go and just see for myself because it was so terrifying that someone could log into my daughter's phone or her PC, film her coming out the shower or getting changed for school or something like this, and then use that to further, you know, blackmail or sextort her into producing more pornographic images and content. That was terrifying so uh, i did a video years ago where i'm sitting just ranting about this about pink meth and about how terrifying it is and all the rest and that that was really the catalyst that got me onto the deep web and then when i seen everything that was going on and then it snowballed into the myths and legends of the red rooms and then this all sort of timed perfectly with the isis red room with the serious syrian soldiers that was going on at the time and oh there was just there was just so much and it sucked me in uh it sucked me in hard and I'd done a couple of series of videos and then it was a weird, it was a weird moment in my YouTube life where I felt like I was abandoning my old audience to try and pursue a new audience. And you feel weird, you know, when it's, when you've been clawing away to get a couple of thousand subscribers, you don't want to alienate people, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, but it, it had to be done. And as time went on, uh, I did less and less deep web stuff. And then I took a year off from YouTube. And really, it's only been the last sort of year, I would say, where I've been really back and looking at the content and going, how can I make this not garbage? Because when you've got like 700 videos and, you know, nobody's really interested and you want to start taking it more seriously, you've got to sort of start looking at where you can make cost effective improvements. That's what I started to do. And that's where it kind of snowballed to where we are now, really. well. Actually, just I'll continue my rant for just one more minute. There was uh, another YouTuber called Chills who 
use one of my deep web videos from four years ago in a video that he done, um, top 10 scariest deep web videos. And one of them was mine. And that's what really gave me the, the traction at the end of last year. It was a few extra thousand subs. And I thought, you know what? Let's go back and let's just hit the deep web hard. And that's what I did. And the rest is just snowballing into where we're at now, really. Sorry, that was a bit of a rant. I do apologize. No, not, not at all, by all means, man. Just like you told me multiple times uh, during your live stream, you're, you're the guest here, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, I think there's nothing wrong with that, to be honest with you. I mean, you found an opportunity, and I got to be honest with you, man. I love your fucking editing. I think your editing is oh, fucking thanks, great. Thanks, man. I like the way you put the font onto the videos, the way you do like the little glitching effects and everything. I like that all, the, the whole thing. Thank I you. like it. So. I mean, by all means, keep on doing it. I mean, if it's growing your channel and if it's getting you somewhere where you want to be, by all do you know, means. Do you know, you know where I'm at now with the um, grinder, right? The whole investigating the pedophiles and we're about to launch a new series where we're, we're telling the survivors' stories where some people are anonymous and there's voice acting involved and all the rest. And I never realized when I made that documentary that things were going to go the way they did when I said, you know, if anyone's got any stories they want to share, they can use the platform. It just went crazy. And the response I've had has been incredible. These people are so, the things that they've overcome and the strength that they've found in order to write down the worst experience of their life to try and inspire hope in others is just incredible. So I see this now as way bigger than me. You know, I mean, I've, I feel like in, in some weird way, I've been chosen to do this. It's all about the survivors want to tell their story. And then I've got this new documentary and a new series coming, but it all focuses around the same sort of subject matter. It's all about exposing those who wish to oppress. I think that's the best way of summing it up, whether it's pedophiles and kids or weirdos that like crushing animals or people that kidnap, you know, fully grown adults and keep them in fricking boxes in their basement for years on end. This is, this is, just, these are the sort of things I want to watch, but I never seem to find a 90 minute documentary. I find a 15 minute video and I, you just can't sum up a topic in a 10 or 15 minute video. You can't. So I just kind of make the things that I feel <clears throat> I would want to sit and watch, if that makes sense. I mean, that sound, it makes me sound like a bit of a twisted uh, individual with regards to what I like to watch, but I, I, I like documentaries. Aren't we all a little bit? I think we are a little. I think the fact that I've produced it. <laughs> Have you seen what's the most popular shit on YouTube for like last year or two years or so? It's just spooky yeah. haunted houses and all that shit. It's what makes it the most it's on true. YouTube, man. Deep web opening mystery oh my boxes. God. Like, oh my what? God. I swear to God, right? You know I swear what? to God. See the deep web mystery boxes. I swear. I kind of wish I'd cashed in on that bullshit. Like, I kind of wish that. <laughs> man i found listen i found a mother I, I was browsing the deep web not too long ago i think it was last week and i was on the 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 paste bin bullshit um and i found a fucking website there wait actually i think it might have been a chat there's like a, a ch you know you have a fuck ton of chats yeah, on, yeah. on the deep I'm web with you. i found one that is basically it's it's kind of cool actually uh I talked about like a pedo killer and somebody was like, yo, pedo killer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Um, 
so it seems like there's, there's there wasn't a fuck ton of pedos because man, it's something that pisses me off about the deep web. It's like the, the amount Dude, of fucking pedos that it, shit says. It's shocking. But it's, um, it's shocking. It is. It is really shocking. And I found this this website, and it's basically a dude that claims he sells like these mystery oh, bags. A mystery uh, bag. And I was like, oh fucking hell! It sounds even sketchier yeah. than a box. It's a bag. It's an unknown bag. <laughs> it's a homeless dude who gets access to Wi-Fi once a month. That's what that is. It's a scary old homeless freaking business plan, for sure. Dude, the background of the website is literally like the face of a dude, all darked, all darkened with some noise to it. It's like, I yeah. mean, dude, come on, like, stop being yeah. so edgy. Come on, like, dude. That's, an, that's, a, that's an interesting point you bring up about site design on the deep web, right? Because a lot of the time, the sites that are most suspicious are the ones that look like they've been done by a surface web designer. Do you know what I mean? The one, the ones that look like a right? forum yeah, from yeah. 1982 when... Those are the terrifying Absolutely. ones, dude. Those are the ones that are like, oh, this is just text in a really simple, uh, you know, uh, format. It's it's those are the ones that scare me. The forums, the communities, they're the ones that are always the most like, oh my god, are all my security things on? Yes, okay, let's continue. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. I have another question here uh, in regards to your your content. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you went for the horrors of the deep web because most people at the time uh, was doing the usual browsing through the deep web without yeah. any goals in particular. Did you go for the, the horrors because there was not really anybody doing it? So you saw an opportunity there to, to show there's what no, you there's, knew and I'm stuff. just not that sort of person who can be like, oh, I'm just browsing the deep web. Oh, here's a, a hitman site. Oh. Here's a buy cocaine site. Oh, here's a forum with 75,000 active pedophiles on it. Oh, we'll just, we'll just put that out of, oh. I can't. How can I put that out of my mind? I mean, literally, I've had the police in my house discussing the best course of action for reporting these sites and investigating them because I need to know. I need to know what has to be done because this 75,000 active pedophiles, right, on a forum where in order to gain access to the forum, you have to supply them with child porn content. In order to stay on the forum, you have to keep right. uploading new child porn content every month. So if there's 75,000 active members, that's 75,000 kids getting abused every month just so people can be sharing this madness. And this site, when you go- Right, so that's something I want to ask. So, so, so do they have like a system to check for- I'm assuming so. So you'd have to be I'm like assuming so. There, there was a documentary that I watched about um, how oh. the admins on one of there was another site out in Australia, basically, and this guy was a Australian government worker assigned to deal with um, high risk children, and of course, he's a hardcore pedophile monster mm. with the biggest pedophile site on the internet at that time, and the police arrested him. Are you talking about Scully? No, no, I'm not. This is how fucked up it is. This is another one. Um, so this was the original site where you had to upload stuff. And it was a, a really famous case. I can't remember the name of the site or the name of the guy. I'm terrible for that. But the, the police took over the site and they started running the site. They, they, they closed it to new members. So obviously nobody could upload any new content. And they started going through the members and picking them off one by one. Um, but I'm assuming, right, that... In the same way as when we've got an open source platform for, say, 
uh, open office, right? And we've got a whole bunch of programmers who happen to not be pedophiles working together to make open source software. The same thing exists in the pedophile world. Like if mm-hmm. there's 75,000 active members, you can guarantee a shit ton of them are IT guys battering out some stuff for the site for clout. Yeah. Oh, I got the pro- program, the super pedo fucking add-on fucking bullshit child rape app. Brilliant. That's fucking great. You fucking sick bastard. Mm. But you, the, that clout exists. It exists in the same way as it exists in our world. It exists in their world. And it's, uh, it is grim. It is grim. Right. It's grim. But Another thing is, uh, one of the most disturbing things to think about is that these fuckers are with us. They walk... With us, sometimes they're, they do everything that we do, and it's like sometimes we cannot even know. And do you, do you want me to, do, do you know how right you are, right? You're so right. I think the only way that I've learned to deal with it, right, is just adopt the attitude that the only person you know that isn't fucking any kids is yourself. Right? Yeah, That's exactly. It. <laughs> That's it. Just assume everyone is there to try and rape your kids, and that just adopt that mindset, and your kids will be safe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it sounds so fucking stupid, but 75,000 active members, that's just one community. Mm-hmm. That's just one community, you know? And we're talking policemen, school teachers, every form of high-level, mid-level, yeah, low-level yeah. religious person, freaking the, the, the paper boy, maybe not the paper boy, but the milkman, you know, just assume they're all banging kids and then you'll be closer to on par with just assuming the world's a nice place and listen hey the world is a nice place i'm just saying there's just a lot of fucking evil bastards out there that absolutely what's wrong with it i really think i have i have a sort of a solution like the thing i would do is i would create an organization you know how you have all these organizations that basically just spend their time on facebook um, I would create an organization that would actually step in. And th- what I would do is basically I would get a clearance and licenses and legitimate, just legitimize or whatever the fuck it's, it's said. But I would make everything legit, licensed, cleared from the government, from the world organization, everything. Okay. It would be the most legitimate fucking organization in the goddamn world. And then what would happen is I would train, not, not me, but I would hire people that would train specific individuals willingly to, to join and sign up for this. And then we would train them to be uh, pedo killers. And... <laughs> This would be this wouldn't be the, your your typical vigilante hooded guy who just wants to be, you know, probably trying to to redeem themselves from some bullshit they did. Uh, this would be like a, a legit organization, okay? And and then this would go two ways, in my opinion. One, you just get them all, or two, which is my my most clear opinion in on this because you just can't get them all they're just going to keep coming uh but two you would you scare them so fucking much that they just don't they just don't reveal anything they don't do anything it's like the problem is the problem is right what you'll do is the ones that you scare they'll just move to an rc Right, that's that's the first thing, right? Oh no, uh, this is like this is a world thing, man. This is not <laughs> you just, just here. Them. You just want to tag them. You just go, you fucking kids. Yep. Yeah, all right, come here. Tag. You're tagged. You're done. No dead. Immediate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That 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 works too. But uh, on on a on a practical point of view, right? See if every single person that hated pedophiles, right, put their heads together 
and actually tried to come up with a practical fucking solution, right? We might fucking get somewhere, right? But people get so caught up in the emotion of like basically anything less than murder is I feel like I'm a bad person for suggesting anything less than that. Do you know what I mean? Hey, mm-hmm. if we could just if we could just push a if we could just do a Thanos finger snap, right? And everyone, the fuck kids, just vaporized. That'd be brilliant. That's kind of what that'd this organization would do, but in in a different no, way. Oh no, I mean like in 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 Thanos, never making a mistake. No, no fucking like, you know, misfires or fucking dodgy information. Then yeah, I'm down with that. But my <laughs> fucking god, could you imagine the shitstorm of false accusations by crazy bitches? trying to kill their exes or crazy guys trying to kill their exes right. that you'd have to yes. shift through. I mean, that is just- exactly, that's something I thought of when I had this idea, because when I have ideas, they just come out of my ass, but then I actually yep, put I'm some the same. Them. I'm the same. <laughs> so I actually, you know, obviously you can't just go off on a, on a killing spree with anybody. Hey, that guy's a pedophile. Kill him. You know, you can't do this. Right. So, It's got to be something more of, uh, it's got to be, you know, the bureaucracies and all that shit. Uh, you got to go through some investigation first. You can't just go off killing everybody that's considered a pedophile by someone else. Because uh, as you just said, some crazy bitch, hey, I don't like that guy, killed him. Yeah, yeah, you know? So, yeah, you can't. we can't have none of that. So, but... I mean, I, I like psychology a lot. What do you think goes through these people's minds? Do you think, like, I, I think it's sort of like um, an experience from the past when they were growing up or if they were abused or if they were touched or something like that. You know, you know I, I, used I, just, think, I used to think that too. I used to think that when you think about pedophiles, you just think about, oh, what made what turned them into this and that's what i used to think i have literally interviewed pedophiles who feel like they're doing nothing wrong if a 12 year old girl or a 13 year old girl comes on to them and they just let it happen like they feel like they have never came on to a girl they've just let them all came come to them that conversation by the way did not go the way i thought it would like i did not expect a pedophile to turn around and be like yeah so basically young teenage women just gravitate to me and I just let it happen. And it's just like, what in the actual fuck? Like you just, you don't expect someone to talk so casually. You don't expect them to talk so nonchalantly. And the reason I find it interesting either interviewing active pedophiles or pedophiles that have never been caught, but are trying to not offend or whatever, right? Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's because Mm -hmm. as a normal person, you and I only really see pedophiles on the TV, right? And it's either in police custody or it's after they've left prison and it's like a follow-up story on how, how good it is that they're not fucking kids anymore, right? But it's almost like they're in a position where they have to incite guilt. They, they have to show that they've changed. They have, regardless of how they feel on the inside, they can't talk freely because they're on fucking national television. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas... When you're talking to one of these fucking people on an encrypted chat network on the deep web or through talks or whatever, and they can speak freely, it's a totally different fucking animal that you're listening to because there's no guilt. There's no incarceration. There's nothing. There's just a predator on the loose talking casually about his fucking hunting experiences. And it's fucked. That, those are the things that really those are the nights where I've done interviews like that. Those are the nights where I sit up 
and I'm sort of staring at the wall for a good hour, just like, fuck, like, Jesus Christ. And it's weird because I often think to myself, why am I fucking doing this? Like, why, why am I doing this? If there was, if, if this was the right thing to do, surely other people would be interviewing these people or reporting them in journalism and see every time I fucking feel like that, I just fucking do it because I feel like that's the sort but, of journalism. That's the sort of journalism that I want to be doing is the stuff that other people just don't fucking do. Yeah, exactly. Because like, uh, I saw snippets of, um, an interview with Scully from like a journalist. Yeah. The Australian chick. Yeah. yeah and it's man. like, I, I look at her and I'm like, how are you doing that? I mean, this guy's you know, a fucking arrogant piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I would just I would just strangle the motherfucker right there. I don't know if I could do a face to face in room interview. Like there's a big like, there's that, dude. she looked like she was gonna smash his fucking face in at one point. Like True, like, yeah, but still I, I mean, mean. you've gotta remember as well, we're talking about uh a caged predator here. You know, it's not like it was an active predator or she sat in a room by herself or anything like that. And, and I mean, from a journalistic point of view, from a news reporting point of view, I think it's important that people sit in rooms with these animals and look them in the face and stick a camera in their face and make them fucking answer for what they've done. You know, you know what, you know what the world is like. We, 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 we like staring into the darkness from the comfort of our living room, you know? It's just what we like right, to do. But, but Scully, man, he's he's attitude was such fucking arrogance, oh, man. He was like, oh, he was oh, even promoting the book. Yeah, hey, I'm dude, in jail now for being a pedophile, dude, and now here's my book. Like, you can't, you, you cannot, I'm gonna kill you. you cannot be of the mindset that that guy is not getting daily interview requests, daily interview requests. Of course he is, right? There's no fucking way that guy's doing anything unless it's going to benefit him. And since there was a hold put on the book or, or there, there's some, there's some legality now with his book not happening. Um, and he's just, he just, he just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't speak. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no reason for him to speak now if he can't plug the book. Mm -hmm. uh, and that dude, I was the exact same. I was sitting there just like, oh my God, if I could, if, if there was ever a time for like an engine to fall off the wing of a plane, right. And just fall on someone. <laughs> This is the opportunity. Is this? He sat right there. He sat right fucking there, man. Just fucking boom, straight down. But it's. I mean, he'll never. He'll never leave prison. And how he's escaping the death penalty and all this is just beyond me. It's crazy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And Australia is actually Australia. They're going through a, a bunch of like pedo problems man like i think it's i did i see this in your documentary yeah there's a you know uh, I, i think you talked about like some some interview man right from from like an australian guy there's this they say it's it's okay and it's all right to to have yeah that sex yeah, with consent yep yeah, yeah, that was children cannot consent to that shit it's like if you give children sugar they want fuck tons of sugar yeah. you idiot idiotic individual if you give them a fucking little bit of sugar they want more more and more and more because they don't understand you know the dangers you, that it could possibly bring you don't it. even have to compare it to sugar let's compare it to legal marijuana alcohol and driving licenses You know what I'm saying? Kids shouldn't have them either. <laughs> okay? Like I mean that's they all they all have age limits on them for a fucking reason. 
You know what I'm saying? Kids yeah, will yeah. kill themselves. They're not responsible. They cannot make decisions. They're vulnerable. They're, they're fucking kids. End of story. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I'm so bad for this. I know the guy you were talking about. It was uh, the guy from, the, from Pi. And Pi were a, a UK organization in the 70s and 80s that tried to actively reduce the age of consent in the UK to four. So you can imagine the kind of uh, top class individuals that were part of that enterprise. And they were fucking huge, dude. Like they were no small potato. They were a massive, massive organization. Massive. Four. Four years old, dude. Yeah, four. Like. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, just... it, takes, it, takes, it takes a fucked up individual, right, to do what they do. It takes an even more fucked up individual to wake up one morning and go, do you know what? I'm going to go public with this and try and change the law to four. What the fuck? That is batshit crazy madness. I mean, <laughs> what? What? Sorry, mate. You're trying to what? Oh, oh, oh. You're, trying, you're trying to change it to four? I mean, why, why someone just didn't just stick a biro through the guy's eye right there and then in the council office? Just wallop. I mean, that's why I do this on the internet. Like, I'll be honest with you. There's just, I, I don't know how I would act. I just don't know how I would be able to react. I just don't know. I don't know how I would act. And you keep all images hidden, no cameras, no nothing for that uh, sort of stuff. It's like, oh, no, it's just oh, no, text, no. Oh, right? For, for, for talking to the, to the pedos on the, on, the, on the deep web, yeah, it's all just text, man. Um, and yeah, there's never any media exchange or anything like that. I make it clear from the start that, Hey, I'm a journalist. I'm here to report on this and to ask them questions. I'm not here to, you know, call them fucking names or anything like that. I just, I, just, I, I don't even know how to sum up why I'm there. I always just say it's, it's for a documentary. It's for a documentary. It's for a documentary. Um, but I feel the more information I can gather that's come from an unfiltered, unbiased, active child predator the better I understand and prepare and equip myself mentally for their tactics, if that makes sense. I think what you do, what you're doing is good because um, it's kind of a, it, it brings awareness to the people that maybe don't really deal with, with any individual like this. And, and maybe they don't even know that these individuals are out there amongst us and living with us and working with us. And they have no fucking idea. I mean, the case of uh, Carl Harold, right? The motherfucker was praised amongst the computer world because he was a programmer and he had his own, his own YouTube channel and whatnot. Turns out the motherfucker was, uh, you know, doing child production or child pornography with his own oh, fucking kid who was a baby still and, and with others. And we had a fucking accomplice and everything. And eventually it was found out. And then everybody was like, no, I can't believe this individual did this. Which is exactly kind of se going for a segue here. But it's, it's, I feel so nauseated when people say that uh, Maddie's parents could never do anything to the kid. And it's oh like, God. how naive do you have to be to not? understand that you know parents are Madeline sometimes McCann, pieces of shit like like you it's know? like it's like the people it's like people when i talk to them about 9-11 and i'm like listen there's probably more of that story i'm not i'm not saying right it was george bush i'm just saying it probably wasn't like five dudes in a cave in afghanistan right 
So we need to question some stuff, right? Mm. It's the same fucking circle of people that believe Madeleine McCann's parents are telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the, I mean, I'm not being funny, but sometimes, sometimes I get a little bit envious of just how fucking naive some people are. Right. And I'm just like, ah, man, to be that fucking ignorant to everything that's going on and just wake up every morning and worry about normal shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Normal shit, like what you're going to do this weekend or, you know, just, I don't even know because it's been that fucking long since I did normal shit. It is, it, it's, it's so weird. I mean, I, I, I wish, I don't wish that, but there's moments where I'm just like, oh man, see if I could just men in black flash pen myself, right? <laughs> yeah. Pen and men in black that erases the memory. Like sometimes I just think to myself how much easier it would be to just live my life with my head up my ass. Like I consider a lot of people that do. And that's, that's another reason why I edit the way that I do. I, because when we're talking about child abuse, no one has the fucking right to close their eyes or look away or pretend it's not happening. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck who you are or what you think. You don't have the right. And that's why I edit things in such a way that it, it's difficult to avoid the, the the reality, you know? And I like people, I like it when I get DMs from people that say, you know, it took me fucking three days to watch your, your, your last documentary because I kept getting rage fits or it was, there was parts that really upset me and that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to stick with you after you've watched it. You know, it's not meant to be something you watch and then you wake up the next day and you've forgotten about it. You know, it's, it stays with you. And that's, I always feel a little sense of pride when someone tells me that it's taken them a couple of days to watch something because that's how, that's how it should be. You know, it should be difficult. It should be hard to hear, hard to watch, hard to understand and grasp. Once, once you've seen a father sit down and talk to his six-year-old daughter about their sex life together, it's like, right, okay, yeah, the world's f- completely fucked. You know, yeah. and no, no one, once they see that, you know, it's when I seen that for the first time, that bit of video footage, um, it was the first time that my thought went to the place, not just about the acts of a pedophile, but the conversations of a pedophile. Like we don't think about the, the conversations that go on. I mean, who the fuck would want it? Nobody. But now I've seen that and it's like, fuck, these conversations fucking take place. And it's, it's crazy. You know, because why would we, why would we think about that as normal people? We wouldn't, we wouldn't consider it. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the main fucking act that they do is the fucking worst of the worst in our head. But there's so much more that these fucking poor kids go through. It is off the chart, off the chart, mind games. And it is manipulation at the highest fucking levels. When you've got a father who's convinced their daughter at six years old, that it's all right for them to be fucking each other. It's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. Even that I, every time every time you say that I literally have zero answers. Yeah. I just don't know how to reply yeah. to that, it's, man. It's like, dude, I know. Believe me. And when I interviewed that pedophile the last time, he was telling me about when he was married, first of all, and he used to sexually abuse his five year old daughter. His fantasy or his end game was to wait until she was old enough to impregnate her so they could have a baby together. And she's now mm-hmm. 22 and still comes over and fucking sucks his dick. Like this is where this is, this is the craziness of it all. This is how the conversation didn't go the way that I went because I felt like this guy was living like the pedo fucking life. You know, it was like this fucking guy is talking so nonchalant about this. His fucking daughter comes around and does that. It is just like, what the actual fuck? 
you know, the pedophile and there goes a the, woman who could be a great woman and with issues probably for the rest of her life. Dude, of course she's got issues. She's doesn't know if she's not a pedo herself, right? I actually asked him that. I actually asked him if she was a pedophile, and uh, apparently she apparently she isn't. Uh, but she's still not up for having a, a baby with her dad. So, yeah, <sighs> fucking crazy, dude. I mean, the pedo there's pedophiles. Then you've got the pedophile family. We are talking about men who are actively seeking women, who are actively seeking men to get together to have a baby for the guy then impregnate or to use the kid amongst pedophile circles i mean this is an oh, this is a normal thing for them this is just like yeah you found that um the little page with a bunch of tickets or whatever yeah yeah that but that was exactly it, was, it. but the, the guy that i interviewed that was his plan that's his end game is to try and have a pedophile family and it's fucking insane and why would you think that was a thing unless you decided to go on the deep web and fucking nose around and you know, you think to yourself, why? I just wanted to make camping videos. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a suggestion for, for that individual and a possible oh, yeah, so pedophile female. So do I. Just go, go down to the train tracks, right? And I'm going to play a little game called Listen for the Train, okay? So if you just put your head in the line, right, Mr. Pedophile, and just lie there until you can hear the train. And that's all you need to do. Just, just stay there. And that's it. That's what, <laughs> in fact, there's any pedophiles listening right now, just go and do that. All right? So. Yeah. Um, I was going to go for a little bit of a mental game. Okay. And physical as well. Okay. I would just put those two individuals in a locked house, like in a regular house, you know, a small apartment, uh, probably one bedroom for, for, for the couple. That's enough. Um, but yeah, it's completely locked up. So they cannot go outside. Uh, they're completely locked up in there with both of them, uh, or with each other. And so basically people will bring them things like the police or whatever's in charge of taking care of them. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll have a little trap door or whatever it's called, uh, you know, for, for them to, to just have food and stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, and whenever, if, if there's ever a kid coming out of her, it's taken immediately from them. So, and that's how they live their lives until they die. It's just the two pedophiles, the man and the woman. You know what? But they have no contact with kids whatsoever. It's too much money for the government to run a situation like that. Just also as well, any pedophiles that are listening, don't go and lie on the railway track because that poor fucking driver will probably be fucking psychologically scarred for the rest of his life. Just take a (laughs) bunch of pills and go and lie in a sewer. Like open up a sewer hole, go in there and the rats will eat you. Sure, the poor sewer worker will find you, but it's probably not the first time, to be honest. Let's be honest, the sewer is pretty crazy. Or just reach out to me. I have a bunch of woods up yeah, nearby. It's, oh my God. Like, there's just so many of them. And, like, for me, you know, I've got a, a huge community of people that like to come up with some creative ways as to what they would do with pedophiles uh, or any abusers, really. I mean, it's fascinating some of the things that, that we come up with. But, uh, it's just a, it's it, it's such a massive fucking issue, and I really don't know where to begin with it. I mean, I'm exposing stuff, but you know, is it is it really having an impact? I hope it, I hope the awareness and people that uh, who didn't know the true extent of it all are certainly getting something from it. But I just, it's so hard to feel like you're 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 having an impact. If I'm being honest, because these sites are like. 
the story of the the, the 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 snake where you cut the snake's head off and then it grows two more heads. Do you know what I mean? It's just exactly what it's like. Um, that's a really good point. So first of all, I have to say, I think you're having an impact because, again, as I mentioned in the introduction, I didn't really care about this before watching um, your videos and your stuff. And only then I started, you know, you mentioned Academy Awareness. I joined Academy Awareness and I've been uh, in the Discord and, and, and reporting YouTube channels and stuff like that. Um, so clearly there, that's, that's got to be an impact. Well, that's good. That's, yeah, that's awesome. okay? And there, there's a lot of channels and whatnot that have been brought down because of Academy Awareness. Um, so in regards to... What was the second point you made? Uh, oh, Jesus. Asking me to remember stuff. That's it. <laughs> we have, I think we have the same problem. Right. But anyway, so uh, I think, you know, it's a good thing that you're doing. And it's all oh, right. I remembered what I was going to talk about. The YouTube deal. The YouTube and the ClearNet deal. Uh Not, not too long ago, like a few days ago, I was on the, the Academy Awareness just having a chat with Reaps and, and, oh and my people God. there. Yeah. Reaps. And we decided to go on Reaps clear the internet for you, man. And you ruin the, the internet in about five minutes for you. Like anyone who <laughs> wants to test how fucked up the Surface Web is, just join my Discord and send Reaps a message and say, can you ruin the Surface Web for me? And in about 30 seconds, he will show you shit. Like, You'll find stuff on YouTube, right? You'll just be sitting there having your morning coffee and all of a sudden it's ding, 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 And it's Reaps posting screenshots of like 12 live feeds that he's found on YouTube of like young kids who are now being groomed in their comment section. And he's, you know, I imagine Reaps is sitting with like six arms and four keyboards and 12 monitors just like. <laughs> But the stuff that this guy does and the stuff that his team uh, um, exposing exploitation They are on point with how to find these creepy motherfuckers. And I don't mean necessarily on the deep web. I mean, the ones that are sat right in front of your face or worse of all, in front of your kid's face, yep. Omegle uh, on Snapchat, on uh, freaking Instagram, every, every, everywhere. In fact, just pick an app. They've found some fucking pedos on it. Uh, but yeah, sorry to interrupt you, man. But man, Reaps YouTube, is just, he's, he's on point. I mean, YouTube is just... Ugh. You have the the bored rabbit oh, holes. You go on that and it's like, I'm bored, I'm bored. I'm basically just have a fuck yep. ton of kids that apparently are bored. I have to say something about that. When I was a fucking teenager, I was not bored for one single fucking second. I had consoles, I had internet, I had this, I had that. Of course, it was the internet, you know, in the early 2000s, but... Still, okay, still, I was not bored you know, one got, single I've fucking theory, time. I was always I've got a theory about this, right? Because when I was like 16 years old and at that age where, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for some, some women at that age, you know what I'm saying? Like life's different. If I wanted to see an actual yeah, yeah. boob, I had to go and find an actual boob. Do you know what I'm saying? Dial up internet. There, there was, there was no <laughs> porn hub when I was a kid. Do you know what I'm saying? So. I'm telling you, there's a direct link between how easily you can just crack one out and how much effort it takes to go outside, really. I know that sounds crazy. True. But I think it's also because 
these kids nowadays have so many fucking options that they just get confused and they have no idea what to do. And that's why they're always bored. I mean, we had we didn't have many options. We still use dial-up connections. So I mean, I could I I played World of Warcraft, but I could play World of Warcraft oh, yeah. on a limited little Good. thing. I I couldn't just play World of Warcraft whatever I agree, time man. I wanted. Like I say, you, know? you 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 I'm I've got I think I've got an extra ten years on you. And I like I say I, I often laugh about the fact that yeah. I can clearly remember getting a PC with twelve meg of RAM. And thinking this was just out of this fucking world, man. 12 mega RAM. Like, that was like spaceship shit back then, man. 12 meg. And dial up internet. Do you know what I mean? It was crazy. AOL would send you a CD through the post like fucking every other week. Crazy. It's crazy. Different times, man. It's different internet times. It's crazy. The phone. Yeah, we didn't have AOL, but all the the companies, the ISP companies providing uh, yeah. uh, DSL service here in Portugal, all of them sent yeah. uh, those CDs <laughs> as well. They would come with magazines or sometimes just it's crazy, man. Do you, have, do you have any idea how much like, pay, how yeah. much money it would cost to send a any, CD every week to everyone in Portugal? Yeah. like that is fucking crazy, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Especially yeah. in this fucking town, this little little town lost in the middle of nowhere, there's, in the center there's a shop of the country. In Edinburgh. Um, and th- and then you would have to contact them so that you could set up everything, and then they yeah. would send you the pack. Oh, it was, it was with crazy. The dial-up modem and dude, this was. Man, of course, they have times have changed. Dude, I remember having a pager and thinking I was in the future, like a pager. Like the pager days. Like I don't even know if you were a part of the pager days, but I had a pager. It was fucking a baseball. Uh, they were not a thing. Now, it was no. clearly when they'd figured out how to make text messages, but just hadn't thought about implicating them in the the limited mm-hmm. cell phones that were out at the point. So you'd phone the pager, and it would be a woman on the phone and be like, "Hello, pager service," and you would just say your message, and she would just beep on the pager. It was a beautiful time, man. It was a simpler time, simpler time. If you wanted music, you had to go and buy it on a plastic disc. You know, it was. Simpler times, man. But yep. hey, it's unfortunate that the technology and the options we have as a human race, right? 90% of the things that scientists come up with, microchips and you and all the rest of it, these are good ideas. They're all fantastic ideas. It's just unfortunate that the people that in- implicate them are fucking lunatics and cannot be trusted at all. You know what I mean? And that's the sad thing. That's the sad thing about humanity is we're always going to be run and led by an illusion because I think we all know deep down inside that the people that say they're making decisions for the world, I don't really feel that they are. I, there's too many, there's too many people out there, just fucking kids, too many politicians, too many world elites. There's too many large groups that have too much secrecy to them. And it's, it's, it's just, if you ask me as a race, I think we've fucked ourselves past resolution. I think there's too many of us now to sit down. Could you imagine, right, mm-hmm. in your hometown right now, how long do you think it would take for your your little city or your town to come up to an agreement to change the color of the paint that they use for putting the lines on the roads? Uh... Yeah, an insignificant fucking decision. I guarantee you it would be closer to a decade than a year, let's be honest, right? Yep. For yep. an entire city to agree on a new color. So when it comes to changing actual legislation that's important and making government and uh, making your government fear the people to get legislation changed, 
it's this is what you're up against. There's too many of us to come to an arrangement. And it, for me, it just seems like a well, well laid out plan that's been decided many years ago. But we're kind of getting off topic, tinfoil hat time. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I was just going to segue into another thing we, because you mentioned the illusion that we live in and yep. uh, remembering the Snapchat discussion uh, on the previous Friday. And I saw some posts on my Facebook by a friend of mine um, and she used the, the gender swap thing. Yep. And I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. There's yeah. no fucking way that this is a real thing. I mean, it didn't look one single bit like her and the picture. I mean, if you make yeah, a video, it's dude. probably noticeable, but the picture didn't look fake, man. The picture yeah. looked real. Yeah, I, I had the, the same thing. Uh, one of my uh, community members um, out in America sent me uh, an Instagram video, and I thought it was a man, right, using the baby filter. And I was like, you don't look like a baby at all. You look like your fucking self. You look like a man. And it wasn't, it was like a, a middle-aged woman, right? Using the man app, right? The man Holy. filter. And I, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, whoa, like what? Whoa. So now that we get into the gender swap and we're into, we're out of like the, the deep fake child porn filter realm. And now we're, is that we, gone? No, no, no. It's still bouncing around, but, uh, um, we're now in the the weird area of the sextortion between adults, the catfishing, and all that yeah. kind of stuff that can go on. Like it, it gets serious. It can get real fucking serious, man. Especially Bro, when I have when, long hair. I can <laughs> literally just take a well, not my my phone is old as fuck. My phone is like my phone is six years old, and not only is my phone six years old, the model of the phone is probably like. 10 years old or some shit. Yeah, you gotta hold so, on to that though, man. You gotta hold on, you know? Um, you know, so basically, I'm not gonna use Snapchat because I can't. The, the phone doesn't take it. Uh, but if I, I just fucking take a shower, brush my hair, take a nice little picture, go with a fucking gender swap yeah. application, and there I am. Hey, you want nudes? Yeah. Pay me 10 bucks. <laughs> there you go crazy man it's crazy and seemingly like i i use i I only use um, snapchat and these things as business tools for uh, keeping in touch with the community right so i'm i'm honestly i feel like a 90 year old man trying to figure out snapchat when i'm on there like just put buttons on it don't make me swipe shit how am i going to know to swipe shit (laughs) if it doesn't say hey swipe this shit it doesn't say but i watched my daughter who's 18 and it's like her finger is like a lightsaber Right, and it's like she's battling fucking Darth Darth Vader, Obi Wan. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, and I I I can, I can handle it. I'm there, you know. I'm not a complete dumbass, but there's been a many an occasion where I've like went to take a, a Snapchat, and you know it hasn't worked, and I have to redo it, and I have to redo it again. The camera's around the wrong way, or it, there's been a lot of moments. But for me, they're tools, and I I just don't understand the. But maybe it's because I'm I do YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's maybe that's what replaces my need for going on social media to swipe and scroll up and down. Like I, it's just it's just not me. It is such a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate Instagram more than anything because uh, it, I quite like that one image pop of creation 
whether it's people into cooking or people that are into fishing or people that are in uh, showing their, their arses, whatever. Everyone's in that little medium and it's how you kind of present. I, I, do, I do like Instagram for that. Uh, Twitter is another one. It took me ages to figure out Twitter, man. Like, oh, I feel so old I'm sometimes. I'm still figuring right? Twitter, Twitter out, man. It's just crazy. Like, but this is, this is where we're at, man. And there's a lot of social medias that over the summer, I'm going to take a dabble in just for the predatory catching factor of uh, a few weeks ago, I spent probably two weeks uh, on Discord pretending to be a 13, almost 14 year old girl. Mm -hmm. And dude, it literally took 12 minutes after I joined maybe 20 Discord servers, took 12 minutes before somebody was asking to join me on Skype so that we could fucking take things further. I mean, it's fucked. It's fucked. Take things further as in uh, get nude and... Oh, as in, oh, get nude. Like literally had a Skype call with a guy and he's standing... I told him that he should be standing in his bathtub completely naked and just to wait for my call, right? Because I'm telling you, see when I'm, see when these fucking predators latch on to 13 year old girl Ron, it's, I'm, I am, I go in their fucking heads. Like, I want to make sure that they understand that I'm vulnerable as fuck because my mum's an alcoholic. Uh, I also let them know that I'm in charge of my younger brother and sister just in case, you know, they want to ask me to bring them into the picture. Um, I basically let them know that I'm, a young girl who's left on their own by their shitty fucking mother who drinks or whatever I decide the, 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 the shittiness is going to be. Uh, and I have access to my younger kids, uh, my mum, my brother and sister and all this. Get inside their fucking head, man. Make them think they've hit the fucking gold mine. You know what I mean? Make and them these think are this is adults, right? These, these are motherfucking adults. Oh yeah. Shit. These are like, like I think the youngest guy was probably 22. Oldest guy was probably 39, 40. Uh, one guy was really into the daddy daughter shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And I played him like a motherfucking fidel, like an actual fidel. Uh, went on a Pornhub and got a video of just a, one of these standard young looking porn actresses. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how old she was, 18, 19, 20, whatever. I have no idea. Um, and just cropped out some stills from the video because she was kind of sat on a bed and made up some bullshit excuse about why it was difficult for me to take pictures and blah, 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 and roped this motherfucker <laughs> in, right? And literally within 10 minutes, he's wanting to send me pictures of his fucking junk and all the rest of it. And he's going to be famous very soon, very soon. Yeah. So there's, there's one for us to, to expect. Oh, there's three. There's three. There's three in the first episode, right? There's three in the first episode. So I was going to do three separate episodes, right? But then I, I just thought, nah, it's just, it's, it, I, I so much prefer it when I imagine my audience sees that there's a 90 minute video there, right? And they can either watch in sections themselves or they can just settle in. And it's like 90 minutes of entertain, entertain them for 90 minutes or entertain them for an hour. Like this whole fucking 10 minutes and five second video bullshit is just not for me. Um, so the new documentary is looking like it might have to be three parts because I mean, the plan of it just now is about four and a half hours in total, this hardcore documentary because of the, this, how far back we're going and how far forward we're coming um, and the coverage of it all. It's, it's like, it's, it's going to play out like a mystery over these three movies and then all come together in the end where you're just like, ah, um, 
So yeah, anxiety pills. If anyone needs to stockpile anxiety pills, the, doc- the documentary will be out in the summer. Get the stockpiling for them for then because it's going to be emotional. <laughs> it's going to be emotional. So do, is there anything that you want to say um, about that documentary that people uh, might want to hear? Oh, no one wants to hear it. I don't, even, I don't even want it to exist or people to have to know about it. But Hurtcore is something that um, there is a real big community on the deep web and surface web who either whether it's gateway style gore stuff I don't, i'm not talking about the people right who are not crazy they're on there for their own reasons and it doesn't affect them and if they want to look at gore and carry on in their normal lives totally fairly right it's out there you're an adult and you're interested and your brain can handle it whatever right but it's it's there's a very large community of people who have a sexual kink to any form of motherfucking suffering, whether it's kids, mm-hmm. adults, animals, whatever. And it's interesting watching how over the decades you've gone from VHS and non-digital distribution of media and how you always had these weird cult VHS tapes growing up. Like there was the... Oh God, and here's where my brain goes blank again. The something death series. I can't remember what it was called. Um let me Google it. Hang on a second. Well, things that are gory are probably on VHS. I can only remember like um Gendable Holocaust. Faces of Death. Right. So these these these, oh. these were like half real, half fake scenes of just death for like an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a whole bunch of them. And I remember growing up, that was like the mythological VHS that all parents feared their children getting hold of. Like that was the deep web of the 80s, was these VHSs, do you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> the, even the early 90s. And that was really the only thing there was. So that was where Hurtcore existed, was on VHS tapes or in fucking Polaroids. You know what I mean? Uh, but as the media has changed and as the distribution capabilities have changed and as the want for it's changed, so is the production of it. And the, the, when you actually get to grips with what hurt core is and how many subsections there is going from rape and brutal violence to people to literally kids being sawed in half uh, or animals being put in vices. And it is just, I, I just don't understand how there is so many people who are into, you know, it's, it's a dark and evil thing, pedophilia and child porn, mm-hmm. right? But an even darker thing is when it's just about the suffering of the child, the fear, the suffering, the pain. It, it's insane, right? And that's where we kind of get on to the whole topic of, serial killers, personal collections from throughout time that kind of, I feel that started the ball rolling on these things because there is a lot of footage of people being killed by people from serial killers and all the rest of it. Leonard Lake, uh, Leonard Lake's one of the people that we look at in the, in the documentary that's coming up. And, you know, he made a lot of tapes and some snippets were released to the public and all the rest of it. And it was terrifying. I mean, he kidnapped and murdered a whole bunch of women and his whole objective was just wanting a slave. He just wanted a woman that he could take off a shelf when he wanted her. And there, there is this obsession 
And it's a large amount of people. It's a lot more than you'd think who would be quite happy to just abduct someone and keep them in their basement. Now, when we start looking at set the sexual side of these, these things, right, when it's a, a sexual power fetish or whatever, and let's say you've got a, a rape fantasy, right? You, maybe you're a guy and you fantasize about raping a woman, or maybe you're a woman who fantasizes about being raped, but you're a normal individual, or as normal as you can before. be, right? Okay. Now, let me, just, let me just take you on a journey. Let's say you're in a couple and you've got this fantasy and you sit down with your wife and you say, hey, honey, I have got something to tell you and I've got rape, I've got rape fantasies. I really want to do a role play one night where I rape the fucking shit out of you. And she turns around and goes, no problem, honey. We're consenting adults. It will be safe. It's just a, it's a role play bit of fun. Mm-hmm. And they go and do that. And that guy gets to vent that, that kink or that impulse on his wife. Uh, give me a second. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Hang on. It's, it's the polar man. It's the pollen. <laughs> okay. So bless America. Okay. So, so thank you. <laughs> uh, so that guy gets to vent that particular kink on his wife in a safe environment. Right. Mm-hmm. But if his wife had turned around and said, no, I'm not into that at all. How many of those conversations would ev- eventually snowball into forming a rapist? You see what I mean? Where because they couldn't act out in a safe, controlled manner, they're now going to seek it actively, right. if that makes sense. Um, so it's an interesting one for me because I don't particularly believe that there's any correlation between BDSM and people who want to go and be serial killers or be kidnapped. But the kink, it, the whole kink community, man, I'm telling you, out of all of the fucking communities I've been part of, they're the most shockingly normal group of people that I've interacted with. Like, genuinely, like, married couples with fucking normal jobs with, you know, Sunday dinners and shit. It is insane. They are, it is insane. I've yet to meet really any super weirdos in the kink communities it's, it's crazy yeah that's a good point because um i've i've had women before tell me they want to role play being raped and i, I was like yeah what? uh i mean dude and i feel weird because i have no experience because i'm a loving guy man i like yeah you know i want to <laughs> make them feel good as as weird yeah. as that sounds i am a loving guy and i, I like you know, making them feel good. So when they say like, destroy me and shit like that, and then yeah. and, and so fuck me into because, oblivion, I'm like, yeah, uh, it's so funny because I know exactly where you're coming from, right? I can totally relate. I've been in uh, relationships where girls have liked that, and the first time it happens, you're just like, oh, uh, uh, you've no point of reference. You've nothing to play back <laughs> right? in your head. Let me just go with that rape fantasy part in the back. It's not there. It's just not there. So yeah, I I completely I completely agree. Like I one thing I used was uh, because I've I've always been into like the biker scene, and I, and I don't have a bike, and I I'm not a biker, but um, I've always been into the biker scene, and because yeah. it always interests me. Before the the Sons of Anarchy bullshit, it kind of uh, made the whole deal a little bit sort of like sugar coated in my opinion. Yeah. 
but if you go on YouTube, you can find a, a bunch of documentaries about like the real life that it was. Yeah. Um, and so these these guys were aggressive individuals back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and they were super aggressive. So I kind of use that a little bit, but it's like it's never. I mean, they were apparently they were satisfied, so I'm I'm cool with that. But yeah, it's it's a weird a weird thing. But I mean, whatever, man. You know, like if that makes them happy, <laughs> by all means, I guess. Dude, there it just it never fails to amaze me just how many kinks are. I often I tell people to play a game where if you just pick any word, any inanimate object, like let's say cling film and then put the word fetish after it and just turn off your adult filter on Google and just play what isn't a fetish, not what is a fetish, how many things you, how, it's harder to find things that don't have a fetish associated to them than it is to find things that do. It's fucking insane. It's insane. There's a fetish called balloonism where people get off on balloons. What? Oh yeah. Hey, listen, consenting adults, man, whatever keeps the people inside, not fucking kids. You want to go and jack off the balloons. I'm fucking down with that. You go and have a great time. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, sure, but like, uh, dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand people that like quiche. Okay, it's a fucking egg pie. Do you know what I'm saying? So understanding the concept of being turned on by balloons is past me. But I am not in any way taking the Mickey or trying to make anyone feel silly about their kinks. We all have some crazy shit that we don't want anyone to know about. All right, for sure, we all have some mad fetish in our mind. Um, anyone who doesn't. Is either really boring or they're fucking lying. Um, but, you know, it's like people that give the furries a hard time, okay? And I'm not talking about I the do. percentage of furries that want to go and fuck a bunch of kids. Anyone who wants to bunch, but you can find any community in the world and say, oh, a percentage of them want to fuck a bunch of kids. If you want to dress up as a badger and your missus wants to dress up as a seagull and you want to go outside and fuck each other in the woods, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't care. So for me, I only have an issue when crimes start being committed, if I'm being perfectly honest. Right. Uh, and See, there you go. You made a point that it's like, but how do you know what these individuals are going for? How do you know they just want to fuck each other in the woods and just like role play as fucking animals? How do you know? How do you not? How do you know that they're not looking to get closer to kids? Because like, oh, well, you can say that you can say, you can say the same thing about the guy who hosts the fucking junior choir at half the, the Christian churches around the world. You know, if we want to start pointing, good point, good fucking point, yeah. pointing fingers at subsections, like you're always going to have people that ruin it for the rest of them in every community, and. You know, you can't really take it any further than fucking kids as far as ruining something. Do you know what I mean? And when you have a weird group of people like pyro foxes and people that want to dress up as fucking seagulls, right? No, it's not, sorry, weird's wrong. That's not that's not right. When you have a group of people that that do that, the media, the mainstream media, as soon as one of something from a from a non-mainstream group does something like gets caught fucking a bunch of kids. It just goes fucking crazy because it's a guy in a fucking fox suit or a guy in a badger suit that sells newspapers, you know, and mm -hmm. people, people think that pedophilia has increased. I think pedophilia has always been this widespread. I just think we're on in a technological age where we can report it a lot faster and things can get pointed out a lot quicker. And I'm not saying that there's not maybe pedophile furry communities. But in the same way as there's probably people who are bakers, who are pedophiles, who are in communities, it's, it's that widespread. There's no one group that I would point fingers at and say, well, maybe the Vatican, the Vatican are fucking like, 
the masters, the masters of like high level employee. Man, I do you know a channel called Jim Can Swim? No, I'll check it out though. It's it's basically a channel with interrogations. I find it super fucking interesting. Again, I'm really. I'm really interested in psychology. Yeah, man, that's interesting. I never studied psychology, but I like the the aspects of psychology. I like to understand what the fuck goes yeah, on. I like through, uh, background, yeah, background noise mind. like that when I'm working. It's good. It's, it's weird shit, isn't it? So, yeah. So basically, there's an interrogation with a priest from the UK who's uh, taken in for fucking a bunch um, of kids for uh, molesting a child, and. The way he acts, like the, the the what the guy does with the channel is he literally just invests. He he grabs every little thing, every little detail, and he, he uh, mentions it as like, oh, look at the way the guy is crossing his arms. Clearly shows that he's not really confident in his opinion or whatever. Uh, and yeah, the guy is clearly guilty, man. Every single detail proves that the fucker is guilty. So, yeah, and he, the way he looks at the detective is with a, a look of disdain, like, hmm, I am a religious individual. Yeah. You got nothing on yeah. me. You know, it's like, I just want to say, though, I mean, the Christian church, you, the Catholic church, get a lot of fucking harsh criticism for the amount of their religious individuals that fuck a bunch of kids. But to be perfectly honest, it's, 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 it's just as bad and pretty much all of the big religions, I would think it's, I just, at this, at this point, I just can't say you're the only ones. It's just impossible. There, it's just, every group is completely going to have an element of it. It's that's everywhere. (laughs) I wish I could sit here and say, Oh, I think this group is the worst group. It's, it's, it's really not like literally the only person that I know isn't fucking any kids is me. Like that is put that on my tombstone. Boom. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. It's crazy. Um, and, and I'm the only person who, who I know that it's not fucking kids. So that makes two of us. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So it's, it sounds like a weird attitude and a lot, I mean, t- to be perfectly honest with you, if you're not a parent, you don't really have to apply it that heavily to your mindset. But I got sucked into a rabbit hole the other night and I never knew these visit videos existed on YouTube. Right. And it was attempted and successful child and adult abductions caught on CCTV. So kidnappings caught Mm -hmm. on CCTV. And some of these videos are like 45 minutes long. And it's just like 30 second clip, 30 second clip. And see when you start seeing like the lowest, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The most poverty stricken areas of the world. You'll have a CCTV camera. And on one side of the road, there's just like a field of rubbish. And then there's a road and a pavement and a line of shops. And there's just like nine kids, like ages like four to six, just fucking wandering about in pants and a vest, just wandering about. And then some woman on a moped will just drive past and just pick one up and drive off. It's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? You know, what the actual fuck is going on? See, that's yeah. a reality that I, I, I cannot, I can't imagine that, Good. man. I, I was, I, I, pretty much was raised here in this town ever since I was like one year old and shit like that doesn't happen here. You know what I mean? Like this shit's so small that it's, first of all, everybody knows each other. So, yeah. And and it's like, I mean, never have, have I seen anything like that. But then again, in Portugal, you did have, 
the whole situation with uh, the Kazapi. I don't know if you heard about that. It was a whole group of basically an orphanage that uh, had pedophiles taking care of that shit. Uh, people in the television business. So again, world elite fuckers. Um, and yeah, they were pedophiles and they were taking over that shit. And yeah, I, I, like you could literally just spin a globe and stop on any country and they'll have the same story about an orphanage in their country. Uh-huh. Like that. It's, it's, it's that common a story. The, the, the pedophile orphanage scandal. It's like, as far as I'm concerned, if we're going to talk about this subject in commonalities, where how often do you hear, or how often does a story start with dun, 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 we start off in a fucking orphanage. It's super common. It's fucking unbelievable. And do you want to hear a crazy story? This is not nothing to do with the deep web. This was not the Christmas that just happened last year, but the Christmas before, uh, me and a friend of mine, Sam, were driving up to buy Christmas groceries or whatever. And as we're going down the street, there's this like 10 year old boy, right? Up against a wall, screaming. And I mean, screaming in terror. And there's these two men standing in front of them. And there's people walking past and driving past. And I'm like, right, you're going to have to pull over. You're going to have to pull over. So I made him pull the car over. At the time, I had a GoPro that I took everywhere, a little GoPro hero. So I've turned that on and I've just fucking opened the door and ran across to these two guys. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Filming them, filming them. And they've turned around to me and they're like, listen, we're actually staff from uh, an orphanage down the road. He's a high risk child who's escaped from the orphanage. And, he, and this kid is like, no, 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 they're pedophiles. They're trying to abduct me. They're trying to abduct me. Blah, 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 blah. And by this time, because what half tends to happen is once one person gets involved, it's like the dance floor mentality. No one's dancing, but once one person goes on the dance floor, everyone's on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So obviously once I'm now I'm standing there shouting at this, these two guys, and there's this kid screaming, everyone started stopping their cars. And there was this huge lorry. And I mean, this fucking huge lorry in a one way street just stopped. And I made these guys show me their IDs and people, people, you know, people are starting to crowd and all the rest of it. And, they're like, we're going to have to take him back because, I mean, this kid would escape from this orphanage, they were saying, and they would just go on rampages around the area. And I physically walked the entire way behind these two guys all the way back to the orphanage. I made them get me a manager. I made them prove that they were employees through the manager, all the rest of it. Filmed the whole fucking thing. But nobody else had fucking stopped, man. I mean, I watched four people walk past this screaming child and did nothing. Nothing. And I just wonder how many times kids have been screaming and it hasn't turned out to be an escaped kid from a fucking orphanage with two workers behind them. Or how many times people have been told that it is workers and they've not followed the people back. I was absolutely shitting my pants, right? And the guy in the big lorry went and done the most ridiculous illegal turn and followed me down this one-way street at like 10 miles an hour because it was such a tight squeeze uh, to make sure I was okay. But I was shitting myself, man. I was shitting myself. I filmed I, I mean I filmed the whole thing and it was the first time I was ever thankful for having a set of house keys in my pocket and it was full on like 1980s like teenage girl anti-rape keys between the fingernail fingers tactics you know what i mean um but it all turned out to be real you know the kid was sadly uh, in an orphanage it was sadly it was sadly christmas time uh, and that really fucked me up man that really fucked me up for a while 
um, just seeing how distressed this little boy was. And he obviously had problems. Obviously, um, he hadn't had an easy life. But that really screwed me up. And that's one thing. Like I've, I, The noise of that little kid screaming is haunting mm-hmm. to me to this day. And, you know, I've watched a couple of documentaries about Afghanistan and stuff, and they've played little sound bites, even just a couple of seconds of sound bites of the, the beheading videos and things like this. And, you know, I am that fucking pissed me off because like I, I just I'm just not into that stuff. The noises, like even in my documentaries, if I'm going to showcase a gore video, right, I'm going to showcase a gore video. I'm looking for headers like super fast explosion death. You know what I mean? Not slow chainsaw <laughs> massacre. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to showcase right. a video, it's going to be over in half a second. And that poor bastard in the video didn't know what happened. Just pff, vapor. You know what I mean? That I can mentally deal with that. But noises and prolonging shit and it just being a, a human being taking power over another human being. To me, it is just, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with having to, the thought of looking into a video and looking into someone's eyes and seeing the fear and the desperation. It's just, it's too That's much. That's what gets me, man. That's what gets me. It's too much. Too much, dude. Like the gore and shit. I'm, I'm desensitized to like, I don't care about that. But the fear, it, it, the fear in their eyes is what yep. gets me. Yep. Like literally. Yep. Um, but you got a good point there and it's, it's really fucking sad and you have multiple videos all over the place, uh, even outside of YouTube and whatnot, but you have multiple videos showing off that people don't give a fuck about other people, man. It's yep. just like, it's really fucking sad because, uh, sometimes, or, or some fucking day, imagine you go by the, you go down the street and you have whatever, man, something happens to you and you just can't move or some shit. You're like yeah. laying there and just like, People just pass by and like, eh, he's probably looking for attention or whatever the fuck. It's like, so fucking what? messed up, man. And you're so right. You are so right. People's instant people are just too quick to detach from empathy. You know, some for yeah. some reason it's more important that they get to where they're going on time than it is to make sure another human being is not gonna die. And you're you're right. There's a there's there is a lack of empathy and there's a lot of people that would just walk by. But you're talking to somebody who can't walk past a bee on the pavement if it's in distress. Like I gotta pick that bee up. I gotta keep it warm. I gotta take it home and give it some sugar water if I've got to. Like I, I've tried to walk past the bees. I've tried. I've thought this bee. I'm just gonna walk past it. I get about six feet, and the guilt is just too much. I've got to go back for the bee, and it, it doesn't matter where I'm going. I gotta take this fucker with me now. So, you know, it's it's weird. I, the, the the concept of that just doesn't. It's not, I just couldn't fathom seeing someone in distress and not being able to do something about it. Yeah. You know, I just, um, it's so foreign. You know, I, I feel like, remember the fucking YouTube uh, bullshit when with the whole like uh, homeless people and whatnot, when fucking, I believe yeah. it started yeah. with a good intention, with the intention of like, yeah, we're going to help a homeless person. So might as well just make a video and maybe we make some money in the process. And they started seeing that 
it was making so many views, like millions of views and whatnot in such a yep. short amount of time because everybody was sharing the fucking videos all over the place. You saw a video yeah, of, of somebody helping a poor homeless person. There it goes yeah. on Facebook. There it goes on all over the YouTubes and whatnot. The reality is I, I'm willing to say like 85 to 90% of these fuckers were helping homeless people. We're just doing it for the fucking views. No, no, a hundred percent of them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive. Hundred, hundred percent of them, man. This is this is YouTube, yo. Like, do you remember the story of the woman who gave the, the homeless guy her last twenty bucks, and then she got home because she'd ran out of petrol in a bad area, and the homeless guy gave her his last money so she could go and get gas, and then she started a GoFundMe. And it went viral and she raised like $200,000 to change this homeless guy's life, blah, blah, blah. And, and basically, here goes five bucks. And- <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, no, literally, it's, it's about two or three years since this all happened. There's been multiple court cases and the whole thing was just a fake business ploy by the three people to get a shit ton of money. The whole thing oh, was Oh, so the homeless guy wasn't even homeless. Homeless guy wasn't even fucking homeless. Oh, and, now you don't don't super quote me on this, but Google it, and I'm pretty sure I'm spot on. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just it's so upsetting because I was so on board with that story. I was just like, fuck yeah, homeless guy, giving this fucking woman who broke down in a bad area right? the last twenty bucks, and then she's like, fuck yeah, homeless guy, let's start a GoFundMe free, and then. That went amazing. And then they were like, well, do you know what we're going to do? We'll buy a house for him. And then we'll, we'll work out with the bank and the accountant so that he's set for life. And he gets, rather than him just going and just giving a crack binge for six weeks, uh, you know, he would have a life and be sorted. But that was the whole thing. And it was just like, oh my God, when was the last time the internet made you feel that good? Charlie bit my finger was probably the last time. And that was like <laughs> fucking, what, 10 years ago. So it was awesome. And then to find out that they screwed over the guy, that the homeless guy, and then to find out that the homeless guy wasn't homeless. Ah, it was like, oh, it was awful. It was awful. It really was. Yeah, uh, it makes you feel the, hopeful because like, oh, you know, she helps oh, him yeah. and he goes yeah. like, oh, you helped me. So here you go. And then it's yeah. like completely shit. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. oh, no. Oh, well, we've been fucked again. Cheers, internet. You fucking dick. Yeah, like it, it, it does my fucking head in, man. And I, 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 it's kind of made me really bitter. Like my missus will come running over with some amazing video on Facebook of something amazing happening. And I'll just debunk it in about five seconds. And she's like, you just you are the worst. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's the same with magicians. I, I like it's the same with magicians. It's the same with uh, with videos on Facebook, like heartwarming shit. I'm just like, yeah, I, I that I would agree with you. That's a good video. If it wasn't a completely staged or fake. Yeah. I am and so fucking much like that as well. <laughs> it's unreal. It's like H3H3 on YouTube just did a video called Instagram versus reality, where he looked at heavily edited Instagram pictures of models or YouTubers or influencers or whatever. And then photographs from the same day that picture was taken unedited. And I swear to fucking God, his main point in it is we're all fucking ugly right not these <laughs> girls are ugly we're all fucking ugly and uh it was insane man like the amount of physical changes that go through the editing process for a single instagram pic and don't get me wrong i don't give a really mind that people do this i'm an adult and when i look at that i go fuck that's some good photoshop work 
you know, I used to do mm-hmm. Photoshop work and it's like, you can tell it, you can just, you look at it and you go, that was, that is on point Photoshop work. Okay. But there's billions of young kids, men, uh, girls and boys that see this and it's, they're so impressionable. And that's where it becomes a sad problem for me because mm-hmm. it fucks kids up. It really does. This belief that this is an achievable look, you know, um, it's crazy. And it's sad. That's one of bit. the things that make me the most pissed off on YouTube, man. It's most of these fucking kids doing these live streams and shit. They're like, they want money. They fucking want money, man. Who yeah, doesn't man. want money in 2019, man? Everybody has phones. Everybody has computers. Everybody has laptops. Everybody has tablets. Everybody has fucking cars. Everybody has this. Everybody has that. There's a gadget for taking a piss out in the middle of the street and turning it to water. There's a gadget for going to the moon and coming. Whatever, dude. Drugs are super popular, like weed and shit like that. All the fucking trap kids do weed, so all the kids want to do weed as well. Man, it's fucking, it's pure fucking lunacy. And these kids want a little bit of that as well, man, because the parents probably work a nine to five, both of them. They have no time for the kid to educate the kid properly. When parents, no money, it's, when parents turn around to me and they're like, oh my God. The the influencer, the people that influence my eleven year old kid these days, it's terrible. You know, uh, there's such a bad impression. And I'm like, who are these influencers? And they start rattling out YouTubers, and it's not mainstream fame. It's it's YouTubers. And I, I yep. say to them, why are you? Why is your eleven year old got a device for long enough to know this much about these people? Like, how much time a week is your child being babysat by a fucking screen? Like, who's who's? What's the issue here? Because while I agree with you, I think it's inevitable because they're going to go to school and going to have the computers for, for school. And it's it's just fucking inevitable, man. And even if it's not that specific kid, it's some other kid and whatever, man. It's just like, yeah, but the, it's the, sad. Pro- the problem is, is people who want change and adopt this attitude, it's never going to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? You've got to be proactive. You've got to be proactive in being the change that you want to see. And being the influence that you want to have around your kids, regardless of whether or not you feel like you're pissing into the wind. You know what I mean? It's if you can create a world within a world for your kids, then do it. You know, like my kid just turned five, got his first little tablet. That motherfucking tablet is locked down. Like he can't go on the internet. He can't even use keywords that I haven't chosen on YouTube for selecting like videos of Mario. He likes watching Mario games. Uh, there's only key set keywords that he can use. He only gets hour long intervals at a time. There's only set periods of the day where he can have that interval of time. Uh, everything's monitored. He can't install apps. He can't do fucking anything. I fucking own that kid's existence on the internet. And that's how it will be until he fucking leaves my house, <laughs> basically. Uh, because well, I'm not interested in his privacy or invading his privacy, I should say. He's five, but you know, as he as he gets older, it's not a privacy thing. Uh, I really couldn't give a flying fuck about what him and his mates will be talking about. It's simply a sexual predator barrier, and that's how I sell it. It's got nothing right. to do with that. It's like, how important is your kids? How important is it to you that your kid believes that you're not looking through their instant messages compared to them getting fucked by a stranger off the internet? Man, you just you just reminded me of a post. 
on Academy Awareness not too long ago, like three, four, five days perhaps. Um, I think it was uh, it wasn't Reeps, it was Valrudio, uh, whoever pronounced yeah. the name. But uh, he basically posted a conversation from a mother or a whole article from a mother that basically found her child's phone, an 11 year old girl. And she was talking to a motherfucking pedo and the motherfucker was actually getting some almost Shit. kind of. And you see the messages and they say like, uh, but my mom will, will cat me uh, and this and that. And, but it's fine. Just do it. And she's like, ah, but I don't know. It's wrong. And he keeps on persuading the little girl to the point of just like, you know, and it's like, why, 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 what, why is this 11 year old girl? Or I think it's not even 11. I think it's eight or some shit. It's like, why is this girl allowed to have a fucking phone? Yep. I mean, you don't get me wrong. When I was 12 years old, I had a phone. I had a fucking cell phone when I was 12 years old. The difference is when I had a phone at 12 years old, the only thing I could do was calls and text messages. And even that fucking thing, because I had a, an Ericsson phone, <laughs> the messages were difficult to send, you know? I agree. So, and, uh, you know, phone is a very loose term. Like if I, if I put a cell phone capability into a nuclear missile, are we just going to call it a phone? <laughs> right? Is it no longer a nuclear missile because I've put a phone capability in it? Because that's how I feel about smartphones. Because people don't realize like what you can do with a smartphone and how, how they can be manipulated. You're literally walking around with an HD camera, HD mic, a GPS tracking. All in your right. Pocket. Uh, if mm -hmm. you if if you had told a government agency in the seventies that within the next fifty years people would be willing to pay up to a quarter of their fucking monthly wage for a device that allows them to be tracked, recorded, and filmed at any point, they would have pissed themselves laughing. They'd be like, "No way, people are that stupid. Yep. No way." But that's where we're at. Like, uh, and don't get me wrong. Again, it's those crazy motherfuckers that run the world secretly that ruin it for us all. Technology is a beautiful thing. Progression is a beautiful thing. It's just, unfortunately, the person driving the progression bus is a fucking lunatic. Mm -hmm. data, data, data sells for too much, man. Yeah, of course it does. Information is, is a lot of money for yeah, information. Too much of money. Of course it is. It's, it's crazy. Information has always been power. And the more that you can categorize people and the more knowledge you have on those categories, the easier it is to control and sedate a population. And believe me, nothing gives the, the, the politicians a harder dick than a passive, easy-to-control population. Sit inside, gentlemen, oh, yeah. watch YouTube, question nothing, and don't fucking question your government. That's what they want. And consume. Don't forget to consume. Whatever you do, don't stop consuming. And don't stop fearing. Fear and consumption, the cornerstones of the government. They're getting there because, I mean, look at YouTube and again, haunted houses, mystery boxes, deep web. It's <laughs> so much distraction to keep you from paying attention to what's actually oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Until you, come on my, until you come on to my channel, right? And then it's like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, there's no mystery boxes here. I'm sorry. Sorry, kids. No mystery boxes on my there's channel. A, there's a reason reality. you get striped, man. 
Yeah, there is. Fucking, they love a stripe. Uh, I'm telling you though, this is this is a corrugated, a, cor- a well correlated attack because you you literally have to go through the video that got me my latest strike a frame at a time, and you're talking about like one thirtieth of a second. There's a partially and there's an animated naked female nipple. Mm-hmm. Nipple, and uh, yeah, striped. So. I've had to make some of my content private just to make sure that the channel's safe. In fact, I, I feel really paranoid even talking about it. Let's just make sure I haven't got any more. Um, so I can't really upload to my main channel for the next 10 days because the strike that I got back in February runs out on the 22nd. So once that strike runs out, I'll be back to being able to do stuff again. But uh, hey, let's... Oh, oh, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um. So, something happened. Yeah, it's another freaking copyright issue, which is a first for me. So yeah, that's insane. But hey, listen, it's it's a correlated attack, and it is what it is. But um, what can you do? It's uh, when you start getting popular and you start poking holes at communities that are uh, trying to do illicit things, you can only expect a bit of backlash, and that's why I feel this is. So I'm mm-hmm. just weathering the storm, shall we say. All right. So, Ron, sir, won't take any more of your time. This was awesome. Loved it. Uh, hope to do this eventually at some on some point when you reach 1 million subscribers on the YouTubers. Okay, should be uh, by the end of the year. I'm sure you'll be there. Um, okay, I hope so. Okay. So, any last words? Promote whatever it is that you want to promote. Let people know about your second channel so that they can go there and take a look. And just uh, uh, coming to yeah. my main channel, Reviving Life. Uh, if you just stick it into YouTube, it's a big white S and a big white L. Um, on the main homepage there, you'll see my second channel link. Subscribe to both channels. Check out the content. Uh, I've got my uh, Red Rooms documentary, my Sextortion documentary. They're all there. Go check them out. And, uh, yeah, feel free to send me some DMs on Instagram. All my links are there for Twitter and Instagram as well. But, yeah, come and check me out. And, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks very much. All righty. So all the links will be, well, all the links to the channel and uh, Twitter. I'll probably put Twitter there for the sake of it. will be in the description of the podcast or the episode. And again, Ron, thank you so much for joining me, man. It was a lovely time. Uh, and again, I hope we can do this eventually at some point. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me in your live stream, by the way. Very welcome. And thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been awesome. Alrighty then. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. And I'll see you guys on the next Tuesday. Bye bye.